speak to us for the next little bit. Amen. On the Neighbor Series. I heard you did a great job. I've not had a chance to watch, but I heard you did a great job last Sunday. Uh, and then this Sunday, this morning, Brother Mike told me he did a great job. And uh, excited about hearing him tonight. Amen. One of my favorite preachers, Brother Cooper. I was hoping you'd keep on going. I was going to slide back to the seat there. You don't want to preach it. But uh, he stopped. So, Amen. But it's us. I'm always glad to be in the house of God. Amen. Yes. You know, we got some really cool people that go to this church, man. John Wayne, he's just a cool, cool person. That's why we call him J-Dub. Not everybody, not everybody gets to be called J-Dub. You know, he's just, you know, there's a lot of John Waynes. Even the original John Wayne wasn't called J-Dubs because he wasn't as cool as John Wayne. So, amen. It's before your all's time. Before my time, too. So. Amen. But, it's, you know, it's good to be here. We have wonderful people that go to this church. Y'all yes. believe that? There's great people that go to this church. Amen. 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 Clap for each other or something. <laughs> yes, we have uh, really good people that go here, and I'm, I'm privileged to be a part of a great church. We, do, we really do have a great church. Uh, we got a lot going on with the buildings, as you know, but, you know, we're still coming. We're still pulling together. We haven't gave, given up, and I'm telling you, like, this is yet to come. Amen. 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 You know, uh, and our, our pastor and his wife, you know, they're still moving forward. And like one of the, our former pastors told him, uh, I don't remember exact, the exact words, but basically, you know, you have a lot of oomph. Tenacity. There you go. You got a lot of tenacity. And uh, he does have a lot of tenacity. And, and uh, we're going places. Amen. And it's, uh, 2019 is going to be an exciting year. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to continue our neighbor series. Um, like I told the uh, church, in, uh, or like I told the group in Radcliffe this morning, because um, we was talking about worrying, and some of them might have been worrying how long I was going to be before so they can eat. So let me go ahead and calm your concerns, concerns there. And um, uh, if you preach with me, uh, I may go short, I may go long, I don't know. <laughs> but just <laughs> preach with me anyway. Amen. But... Um, we're going to continue in the Neighbors series. This is uh, week three in the Neighbors, Neighbors series. And um, we're going to talk about the name of this title is going to be, Who is My Neighbor? Who is, who is My Neighbor? Amen. Who is My Neighbor? Our flesh can lead us to pick and choose who we consider, who we consider our neighbor, even though God has clearly called us to everyone without exception. But we're going to talk about this a little deeper here. Who is my neighbor? Let's turn to Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. And this is a very familiar passage. If you've been to church any length of time, uh, you've heard this passage before. But let's read, um, starting at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? That's Jesus talking. And the lawyer answered saying, and, and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? 
And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the, on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave him, gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. And he said that he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So again, the, the, the name of this message is, Who is my neighbor? And let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for who you are and what you've done. We pray that you will be done. Speak to somebody's life. And uh, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise for you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. So, uh, in verse 25, we read about a lawyer who had a question for Jesus that he already knew the answer to. All right. And he knew that he knew the answer. And a lawyer in biblical times was somebody who was, you know, this really stood out to me when I was reading about this. It just, I mean, it may seem simple to you, but this really stood out to me. But a lawyer in biblical times was somebody who was well-versed, who interpreted the Mosaic law, or which was the, the law of Moses. So, you know, when we, read the, the, when we read about a lawyer in biblical times, it wasn't necessarily like a lawyer that we think of today, if that makes sense. This person knew the word, knew the law, okay? And so, um, and that's why Jesus asked him, what does the law say? Because Jesus knew that this lawyer, you know, who probably studied the law, was a student of the law, who, who uh, spent many hours or probably, you know, went to college. You know, I don't know how exactly how it went back then. But he, he knew the law. This wasn't, um, this wasn't something that was new to him. He was a student of it. He interpreted it. But he asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So like the lawyer, we can know the Bible inside and out. We may, we, we may be able to quote it from Genesis 1, chapter 1, to Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, verse 20, 21, 22, verse 20. That's the whole Bible. But if we don't actually do what the Bible says, then it's not going to do anything for us. We just can't know the Bible. Okay, you can spend, you know, you can... You can um, spend all, all, all day in, in new version and read every uh, um, passage of, or, you know, Bible plans or whatever you call them. They got all kinds of stuff in there. You can read all that. You can study the Bible inside and out. You can know every Greek word, you know, every original meaning for every word in the Bible. But if you don't do it, right. Right. it's not going to do you any good whatsoever. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, it says, But be ye doers of the word, right. and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Just because you know the Bible, just because you can quote more scriptures than Brother Bernard, that doesn't mean, or Brother Dunham, that doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Amen? It doesn't mean that you're spiritually, uh, that you're, that you're, Spiritual relationship with God is intact because you know the word. You have to actually do the word. 
Amen. You know somebody else who knows the word? The devil. The devil knows the word. So it's not enough to just know the word. You have to put the word into practice. Amen. James 20. James 1, 22-25. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For any, if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being, a, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his own deed. So clearly this lawyer was not practicing everything he knew. But clearly he had a lot to learn. And that's why we should never stop learning the Bible. We can always get more out of it regardless of how much we already knew. And so this lawyer, he, he knew the word but even he you know, he was, he, he, his motives wasn't all, wasn't all the way there. Right. But even he got something, even he learned something. Amen? This scholar, Bible scholar, right. even he learned something. So regardless of how, long, how much you know the word, you should always yes. keep learning and keep studying because you, you, you know, keep asking God questions right. because you're going you're gonna to get more revelation. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. right. Yeah. Amen. And so before, you know, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go too much. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble talking tonight. <laughs> But I'm not going to go too much into the story of the, the Good Samaritan. Because before we ask, who is my neighbor, we have to ask, who am I? Who am I? Because if we're right spiritually, we're not going to ask the question, who my neighbor is. Amen? Because if, if we read in the Bible, I think Jesus came and died for everybody. He didn't die for just certain people. He didn't die for, you know, just this group over here or just that group over there. He didn't die for the, the people that didn't get on his nerves. Come on. He didn't die for the people that talked about him behind his back. Or, you know, he didn't die for the He died for everybody. Right. Amen? Yes. Everybody. Amen. And so if we're asking questions about who is my neighbor, we need to ask questions about how, you know, how, how am I spiritually? Yes. Where is my spiritual life? You know, David, in the book of Psalms, chapter 139, verses 23 through 24, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Because if my heart is pure, if my heart is right, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you smell. It doesn't matter if you talked about me behind my back. It doesn't matter what you've done to me. I'm going to love you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Amen. I'm gonna reach out to you. I don't care if you. I don't know. I don't care if. I don't, it doesn't matter what you've done. If I'm right spiritually, I'm gonna reach out to you. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna love you. Because you're my neighbor. You know, I don't. I don't read anywhere in the Bible where it says you have to love everybody except those that talked about you. I don't read that. You have to love everybody except for those. They gave you a dirty look the other day. I don't read that in there either. You got to love everybody except for those people that are less fortunate than you. Maybe haven't taken taken a bath in a couple days. You have to love everybody except for homosexuals. Mm, it's quiet. You you know there there's I don't read anywhere in the Bible that says. 
You only have to love certain type of people. Right. And so if we ask, if we're asking who is my neighbor, maybe we need to look at ourselves, look at our spiritual lives, and say, God, you know, search my heart. God, if there's anything in my heart that doesn't need to be there, because I want to be just like you. I want to be more like you. So if there's anything in my heart that doesn't need to be there, God, search my heart. Take it out of my, you know, take it out of my life because I want to love like you love. I want to give like you gave. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter who it is because everybody, everybody was made in the image of God. In the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 22, verses 17, 17 through 21, it says, tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto him, whose, whose is this image and superscription? And they said unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto, the, and unto God the things that are God. And you may say, why did you just read that passage of scripture? Well, on the coin, Caesar's image was on the coin. But us, people, we were made in the image of God. Yes. And so everybody belongs to God. Right. Everybody belongs to God. You know, it's 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 kind of, it's, it's difficult. Like we were talking, you know, Pastor was talking about the Holy Ghost. It's difficult to love like that if you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you haven't been, if you haven't been, if you haven't repented and baptized in Jesus' name and received the Holy Ghost, it's difficult to love somebody the way that God loves them. Is Joe? If you if you um, stab me in the back, not literally, but if you stab me in the back. It would, if I didn't have a Holy Ghost, it would be difficult for me to love you. Right. Because my mind would probably be conformed to the world. I would prob probably react mm -hmm. in the same manner that you acted toward me. Right. And so if you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's difficult. Right. But if you do have the Holy Ghost, we don't have any excuse. Right. And if you find yourself having trouble loving people, because, man, there's a lot of people in this world who don't know Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people that we interact with each and every day. Each and every day that maybe we haven't said anything to them. Come on, let's get real in this house. There's some people that you do not want to be around. Well, even with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Even with the Holy Ghost. There's some people I don't want to be around. They just get on my nerves. You know? But you know what? That's my flesh. It's my flesh. And if I stay in that carnal mindset, like if I, you know, let me be real. There's times when I'm in, because, you know, when you go to Walmart, you always see somebody you know. Well. And there's, there's, there's a time when we was in Walmart, and I did, I did not, I don't like going to Walmart because there's so many people, and can't, I can't find nothing. I can never remember nothing's at. It's just frustrating. But I was in Walmart, and I saw, you know, I was just ready to get out, and I saw somebody that I went to high school with, because we, we're in Radcliffe now, so, you know, I saw somebody I went to high, high school with, and you know what I did? I didn't, I didn't feel like talking. I didn't feel like stopping and talking. I didn't. You know? I just kind of went the other way. But he ended up seeing me. Hey, what's up, man? 
How you doing? He's like, good to see you. And, and you know, I don't know this for sure, but I kind of sensed that he, he could kind of tell that I didn't really like talking. You know, so he didn't say much. And I felt, you know, I felt bad afterwards. And so I said, all right, if I run to him again while we're here, I'm going to say something. And I saw him, and I kept going. <laughs> I kept going. Because I was ready to get out of Walmart. I wasn't worried about, you know, talking to nobody or, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be sensitive to God, you know. I was ready to go. I was being sensitive to go, not to God, you know. But now I think about it. It can be like, what if, what if I missed an opportunity to share the love of God to that person? What if I missed an opportunity to maybe he was going through a situation? You know, maybe he was going through a trial. And he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't go to church. I don't, you know, I don't know because I didn't stop and talk to him. So maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't go to church or whatever. But what if our paths crossed at that moment because I was supposed to say something to him? What if he was hurting like the, the guy in the parable who got robbed by thieves. What if he was, you know, figuratively, what if he was hurting? What if he's been emotionally bruised? And I was like the Levite that passed by on the other side, or the priest that passed by on the other side. We never know. We never know what somebody's going through. Right, right. That's why we should never miss an opportunity to share the love of God. We never know. Somebody could be, there's some, there could be somebody that you pass by tomorrow at work or at the store or wherever. Maybe your, your literal neighbor that lives next to you. It could be somebody that you pass by tomorrow that's hurting, that's going through something, that's saying that if I don't get, if I don't get uh, an answer to this, to this question or to this Situation in my life, I'm ending my life. What if you're the person that they're waiting for? That's why we should never miss an opportunity. We should never miss a moment right. to share the love of God. You know, we, we you know this kind of this kind of reminds me of the, the over book series. A lot of times we don't stop because we're busy, 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 busy. Yeah. But what if our busyness Causes us to miss a chance to reach out. Causes us to miss a, a divine appointment. Right, right. You know, we, we should rather miss an actual appointment than a divine appointment. Right. Because you never know what God, what God wants to do through you to that person. Amen. And so we, as, the, as the music comes, before we even leave the house, Pastor talks about this all the time. Before we even leave our beds or our houses or whatever, Whatever your routine is, we should make sure that we are that we are right spiritually before we leave that house. Yeah. We should make sure that we connect with God and that we get into His Word and, and that we are and that we are um, applying what we read to our lives. That we are actually doing it and not just reading it. Right. Right. Because we never know who we may pass by. Right. We never know that neighbor. That's hurting. Maybe they look good, you know, they, they, they got a great job, making a lot of money, living in a big house, and, and driving fancy cars, but that stuff is not gonna soothe the pain, the emotional pain that they may be going through. That stuff is not gonna cure 
what God can cure. And God, and we know we have the answer. We have the remedy to life's problems. We know the answer. But it's going to do no good if we just know it. We must show it and we must tell it to people. And we must be sensitive to God. God, lead me to somebody today. God, you know, let me be sensitive to, to your leading and guiding. I want to be, I want to be able to reach somebody today. Right. I want to be a, a, a light to somebody today. I don't want to hide my light under a bushel because I don't feel like talking to somebody. Because, because my flesh is so overpowering that, that I'm, I don't even feel God. I'm not sensitive to God. You know, if I go to Walmart again, I don't want to be like, let me get in and get out of this place because I, I can't stand being here. I don't want to be like that because there's so many people that don't know God. You know, I want to, I want to be a, a part of somebody's life that comes here and sits down and, and I can look at that person and say they're here because I was sensitive to God. Not because, you know, not by habitat, but I was sensitive to God. And maybe these seats are waiting to be filled by people who need by 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 people who need to be sensitive to God, so they can go and, and, and bring them in and reach them. So I don't know about you, but I want to make sure my heart is right every time I step out of our front door. Every time I pull out of that garage, I want to make sure my heart is right because I don't want to miss a moment. I don't want to miss an opportunity to share the love of God. Somebody, it could be somebody that we can reach this week if only we're sensitive to God. If we make ourselves right. And we wouldn't be worried about who my neighbor is. We wouldn't be worried about that. Because our neighbor is everybody. Everybody. Everybody we come in contact with. If you, you can stand. So, you know, let's do some self-examination and let's uh let's look and let's let god examine our hearts let's let god bring some stuff to the forefront you know we are supposed to go to the the doctor you know every so often but let's let's expose ourselves to god and let's let him examine us and see if there's anything in there that shouldn't be maybe there's some stuff in our hearts and our lives that shouldn't be there that's holding us back from uh witnessing to somebody or from reaching somebody who's hurting when judgment day comes you know it, it's, it's too late once judgment day comes but I don't want to have that regret that that guy I saw in Walmart I could have reached him but because I was too selfish because I was too focused on me and, and, and my needs and in my flesh and getting getting in and getting out because I was so focused on that 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 guy could miss heaven that he could miss out on eternity I don't want I don't want to be able I don't want to say that I don't know about you but I don't want to say that and so I want to be sensitive the next time you know hopefully I can see that guy again I don't have any contact with him but hopefully I can see him again and I can at least invite him to church or tell him about God or offer him a Bible study or something at least I can do my part. At least I can, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. So whether you come to come to the altar or you just sit, stay at your seat, let's do some self-examination. 
Let's get, get that junk out of your life. Whatever it is that's holding you back. Let's get it out of our lives and, and let's, let's say, God, you have me. Whatever you need me to do, that's what I'll do. Right. In Jesus' name.